Don't ask me to talk. From the sublime to the ridiculous. Join me, Stacey Heller. And me, Eric Ryder. As we talk about what's good to watch, read, see, listen to, and more. An edutaining one-hour break in your day that includes the segment, What Are We Eating? Sponsored by Dingfelder's Delicatessen. Stick with us for something good. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am your host, Stacey Heller. I am joined, of course, by my co-host, Eric Ryder. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. I started out slow, contemplative. You know, I don't know. It's it's Thursday. It is. I'm like, I'm sliding into the end of the week, uh, which is why sometimes when you're feeling overwhelmed, maybe a little stressed, burdened, uh, this is a great alternative to all that stuff that we consume daily. So Eric and I focus on the other stuff, the fun stuff, the random stuff, the good stuff. Because bit of, a bit of fluff. A usually. bit of fluff. Yes. <laughs> and yet, you know, you will learn something occasionally. Yes. Right? I yeah. mean, if not about... You can't what... help by help but accidentally learning something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> on each one of these shows. Maybe that's our new tagline, like the show where you accidentally might learn something. Okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can sharpen that up just a bit. Right? But, uh, yeah, something like that. I don't, I don't mind that at all. Uh, so, hey, thanks for listening. You might actually learn something, uh, including... Uh, how to share it with other people. So remember, if you miss the show weekly, no fear, you can actually listen to it as a podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. I would love it. And as would Eric, if you subscribed, subscribing is good. Commenting is good. Rating is wonderful. You can find this show and also Stacy Connects. Um, and a reminder that you can follow the Damped, D-A-M-T-T, playlist on Spotify, and you can follow Stacy Talks on Instagram. So if you want to connect with us, please, please text, leave a voicemail at 475-999-2726. And if you don't want to connect with us, then by all means, don't text or leave a voicemail at 475-999-CRAM. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) A ring and run, as it were. Yes. (laughs) I'm getting a little desperate. I'm not going to lie. I really want to hear from people, and we're not. I don't know what I need to do. Maybe we need to do another uh, gift card. Maybe that's what I need to do. Another gift card for Dingfelders. Hey, bribery (laughs) often works. Right? So here's the deal, folks. I'll tell you what. Reach out to us and tell us something that you're liking about the show. Thank you. Reach out. That was pretty good. Keep going. (laughs) Reach out to us. (laughs) Uh, Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you like. Give us, you know, give us some feedback. Well, I'll tell you what. Our topic today is uh, Halloween costumes. And I know that somebody out there has a great story of their favorite Halloween costume that they ever wore. Maybe they won a uh, costume party. Um, Maybe they last minute came up with the best costume that they've ever had. 
Uh, maybe they have no clue <laughs> uh, what they want to uh, dress up this year as, and they want some hints from listeners or maybe um, ideas from us. Any of those things would be a great thing to uh, call in and leave us a, a voicemail about or text and uh, and message us and, and let us know. And we'd love to address that on the show in the, the next one. Totally. Yeah. And we would also uh, love to share a $25 gift card from, I know you're surprised, Dingfelder's Delicatessen. I mean, we've been talking about the Reuben sandwich that is going to be making its debut shortly. So why not? I mean, come on. Uh, speaking of things to get excited about, it is that time of the Besides show. Besides the Reuben sandwich, which is worth getting excited about. It, yeah. it, it definitely is. But right now it is time for that part of the show where we discuss some of the ridiculous high holidays. Happy holidays. That's the one. So today is International Information Overload Day. Now, when I first read it, I thought it said Overlord Day. <laughs> that kind of made me chuckle. And this one resonates. Finally, the overlords right? are getting their due. <laughs> I know. And and of course, that made me think of, um, what is it? Oh, behave. What is uh, Austin Powers. Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil. I'm like, is he a overlord? I mean, he might be. Yeah, I, I, that's a good question. What is the textbook definition of overlord? Because I, I'm, since he doesn't seem to have any actual power, I, I'm not <laughs> sure that he qualifies as an overlord. So a ruler, especially a feudal lord, a person of great power or authority. Oh, all right. So yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure that uh, Doctor Evil qualifies. Uh, but instead I'm with of, it. I'm hip. <laughs> I mean, I, I think CEO has a whole new meeting now. Right. Yeah. I. There you go. He is overlord of his company. So I right. Guess so he's the CEO in that sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah he's he qualifies. the chief executive, uh, or maybe the chief ego overlord. There you go. There we go. Okay. So anyway, back to what today is actually about: information overload. That's a perfect example. Like, to me, the information that comes at us anymore, it's like going through a tunnel. Yeah, like actual useful information, like the definition of overlord, gets pushed out yes. by completely useless information, like the fact that it's International <laughs> Information <laughs> Overload Day. Totally. Or like the fact that I know, like, you know, uh, behave or $1 million, and yes. yet... You know, so I, I should say that it should be like useless information overload day because I think that's the point that you're making. Uh, but there's just so much information. I mean, technology has done amazing things. Basically, at our fingertips, we can look up anything in real time and get an answer for it as long as you've got Wi-Fi. And that is that is a blessing and a curse. Absolutely. I don't know about you, but... Sometimes it's just too much. It's upsetting to me when I get my weekly notification about my screen time. <laughs> I, you know, I feel like I need to, even though no one sees it except for me, I feel like I need yeah. to defend myself against myself. And like, you know, I was doing work on here or I was looking things up or, you know, I wasn't just playing uh, the, the, the game about the king that I'm going to save. 
Uh, I, I'm down to 23 hours a day, so I feel like I'm making progress. Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, does it, you know, what I've always wondered is, does checking the report on your screen time, if you've got an iPhone, that it's like built in to uh-huh. tell you how many, how much time you spent on your phone, does looking at the report count as screen time? I, I know, right? Because if so, I need to turn that notification <laughs> off so I can... Right? Get you the know, number chip down away. a little. Yeah, chip away. It's, that. it's tricky because, you know, like I fall asleep sometimes to Spotify. I'll put on, I have certain playlists. Right, yeah. So I'm like, is that considered screen time? Exactly. I'm I'm dozing off to podcasts usually. Is that screen time? I don't know. I don't know either. These, this is the kind of information <laughs> that we can get overloaded about. Absolutely. And I mean, even as somebody that has raging ADHD and I take in a ton of information all the time, uh, even I can get totally overloaded with this information. So I'm not really sure what the point of the holiday is. Yeah. Um, do we celebrate it or do we try to cope with it? Yeah. I mean... I can look it up because, again, here it is right here. Uh, it's apparently it's a day to take a step back from the amount okay. of information that we're faced with on a daily basis from social media and online news um, and emails and text messages. So uh, this would have been great. So to really, know about. you pitched in <laughs> International Information Overload Day as a way of uh, viral marketing this show. Because we, we, instead of bringing you information, we're just bringing you fluff. Right. There you go. So, I mean, you're, again, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, and this would have been good to know this morning, not this afternoon. So right. that's okay. You can celebrate. Some people don't celebrate holidays on the day. True. So, you know, I don't know. Let's all try to do that one day. Yeah, it won't go well. Okay. National. Get smart about credit day. Now, I picked this one for a reason. I mean, today is apparently National Jeff Day and National Lane Day, but that didn't seem nearly as exciting as Get Smart About Credit Day. Because I, as a younger person, and really now as a middle-aged person, I'm not really smart about credit. Mm. I find that financial literacy is not something that we're taught. So I'm on this mission You've heard me rant about this before on my other show. Uh, Stacy Connects, by the way, on KKNW. <laughs> Tuesdays from 3 to 4. Uh, I might as well plug, right? Um, the whole idea of financial literacy, it's almost like a soft skill that's not taught to young people. Like, people don't understand the ramifications of, like, they get that yeah. credit card thing in the mail that's like, hey, you can open up a credit card with us. I, you know, I definitely think that's something that should be more taught in high school, you know? And, you know, for some people, if you're not going to be a math major or a STEM person or right. whatever it is, uh, you know, I think it would be a great alternative. Or, dare I say it, uh, there is within schools, they do a lot of social emotional learning, SEL, and you know, talking about just say no to drugs, thanks mm-hmm. Nancy Reagan, and uh, about, you know, safe sex and all of these topics, which are are important. However, let's teach kids about how to open a bank account, have somebody from a bank come in and talk about these things, have 
somebody talk about how to be smart about credit cards and things like that, because this is a lesson that is also going to last. I mean, I would argue that your credit is going to last as long as the child that you potentially have because you didn't practice safe sex. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's all important for sure. Right? Yeah. Are you good about this stuff? I'm kind of good about it. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, Yeah. I figured you were. I figured you were that person that either you learned from mom and dad because they were good or you learned from mom and dad because they weren't good. And I I feel like I learned the hard way, <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> you miss a payment, you get uh, an extra penalty, uh, an extra fee plus interest. That stuff like uh, nothing hurts me <laughs> more than getting a, a fee that I could have avoided. Uh, so, yeah, that that's how I kind of learned. And I, I got to say, if not for. You know, I mean, we talk about the good and the bad of the Internet, but the fact that I could auto enroll online to automatically have my uh, balance paid off on my credit cards every month and my mortgage um, and have it directly come out of my uh, bank account, that that saved me so much, uh, you know, heartache and headaches (laughs) and fees. Uh, over the years because it's just I don't even think about it it just it just happens and you know it keeps uh, everything above board and uh, yeah uh, thank is. goodness for those innovations because I am a procrastinator and I you know with without that automatic thing happening I would no doubt be late every month <laughs> with my payments, you know? I'm so with you. And yeah. and that's that's such a simple way to work around and be smart about credit. Because credit, you know, if you're younger and you're wanting to buy a house eventually, uh, or, you know, whatever it is, like, it's so important. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is such an easy way to stay on top of things. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that thank God for that. And I will say that uh, the ironic thing is, so I'm terrible with Uh, numbers and money, except I'm really good at spending it. And (laughs) the guy that I married, he uh, has a background in finance and accounting. And I will tell you what, though, he's also terrible about these things. I mean, you know it's bad when I'm getting twitchy. So when we were first married, there was a lot of growing pains with this. So anything that we can automate, we automate. Absolutely. It's the way to go. I mean, you got to have the money to pay those bills. Otherwise, you know, you're overdrafting and then that's more fees <laughs> and then you lose more money. Right. Uh, but but if you've got the money and that was always my problem. I mean, I I didn't always have the money to pay those bills. That's why you use credit uh, cards to begin with. Um, but, you know, even making the minimum payment saves you uh, from additional fees. Right. So that's important, too. So see, this is the yeah. kind of thing that you're learning from with this a- show, absolutely. right? Absolutely. I mean, look at us talking about being smart about credit. It's just... We're adulting. We are adulting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right? Uh, I almost feel like I'm olding more than I'm adulting, but <laughs> that's fine. It doesn't matter when you get there. It's It's <laughs> that you get there. Yes, that is true. And it's all we're saying is get smart about credit day because the smarter or the faster you get there, uh, like the less you're going to have to pay for not getting there. Absolutely. So, okay, birthdays. Uh, today is Charlie's birthday. 
Now, you're all thinking, who is Charlie? Never heard you talk Charlie about Brown? him. Charlie Brown? No, Charlie, my son. Oh, hey, congratulations, Charlie. So, this is momentous for a couple different reasons. One, the baby of my four children is now 20. I have no more teenagers. So, as... Uh, as, Congratulations. Thank you. As one of my kids said, look at you. You parented four kids, no teenage pregnancies. I was like, thank you. Like, that's a bizarre way to acknowledge it. Um, so that's a bizarre thing. That makes me feel really, really old. The other thing that I was curious about is, do you know about golden birthdays? No. So as far as we have always celebrated, your golden birthday is like Charlie is 20 on the 20th. So that's your golden birthday. So like Will, poor thing, he was born on May 1st. So his golden birthday was on the 1st. And so- May Day. May Day. Yes. That's what I was yelling in the delivery room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> May Day, May Day, we're going down. Exactly. Exactly. So um, yeah, golden birthdays. I mean, we don't do anything really any different. It's not like you get you know, five gold rings. Or a golden ticket. No, no. To tour a chocolate factory. No. Charlie. Okay. okay. Speaking of that. Okay. Hear me out on this. This is going to take a minute. So speaking of Charlie, he works at the Lego store. So now he knows all things Lego, including the fact that there's this part of Lego where you can build a set and you can submit it as an idea. So you submit it online, and then you can get upvotes. And if you get 10,000 upvotes for your design, then the, the design board at LEGO will take a look at it and seriously consider whether or not to make it a set. So I'm totally putting this out there and hashtag my idea. Uh, don't you think it would be cool to have a Willy Wonka set? Brilliant. Thank you. A Willy Wonka set. You could have like the Chocolate River. You could have different sets that you bring together and all the different scenarios with right. the various characters. And then what you do is you do a uh, the little mini figures that they have. I mean, what's more mini than an Oompa Loompa? And True. you could have a tie-in with a golden ticket so that you win something like a trip to the Lego factory. I mean. I, I think it's a great idea. I mean, there is licensing involved which could put a spanner in the works uh who yes. knows what the estate of rolled uh doll is you know accepting these days but you know it seems like uh something if anybody can do it lego can do it right i mean they've done it with star wars they've done it with marvel they've done it i mean with a ton of different things so anyway that's my that's my idea I, I like it. And speaking of Oompa Loompas, uh, if you want to see a real life Oompa Loompa, there's a show on Netflix. This kind of ties into birthdays as well. That is the dumbest show I've ever seen. And yet I can't help but watch it. What What is this? It's called Is It Cake? Oh, and, yes. And it's hosted by, by Mikey guy, Day from yes, SNL. SNL. And there's a guy on there, one of the bakers, the cake bakers, that looks like an Oompa Loompa. Really? Yes. Is this the second season? No. The is first still season. the first? Okay, because yes. I've only gone through like three episodes in the first. He's in all of them. <laughs> I wonder how I didn't like think of him as being, all right, now I got to find out. <laughs> we'll talk about this during the break. Wow. Okay. Uh, but, you know, speaking of fluff, I mean, it doesn't get any fluffier than this. And, and just for folks that don't 
haven't seen like any trailer for this at all. It's they've got uh, expert cake makers that make cakes that resemble uh, non-cake real life items. And then the contestants uh, have to fool uh, the judges that are trying to guess, is it cake? Is it a real item like a stapler or is it a stapler made of cake? So, and it, again, <laughs> it's total fluff, but it is kind of fun. It's so fun. Yes. I just think about uh, Mikey Day sitting there for eight hours <laughs> waiting for these cakes, cakes to be built. And he has to come out like every 15 minutes mm-hmm. and just say, hey guys, you got six hours left. How's it going? What is he doing the rest of that time? I, I don't know. I don't know. But, it's fascinating. Yeah. And is he, he's Eating not, cake, I guess. He's not on SNL anymore, is he? I believe he is, yes. Okay, because I was going to say, yeah, he is, because I think I just saw him this past weekend. Hmm. Anyway, all right. Um. So happy birthday, Charlie, and uh, you will have your cake and get to eat it too, and it will not taste or look like a uh, stapler. So there you go. Um. Any, but any a Lego rec- cake would be perfect for him someday. That would be. I'm sure that there's, I'm sure there's a mold for that. I bet there is. I had a Lego cookie cutter. So there you go. Um, okay. Any regrets from the last show? Uh, what was the last show? <laughs> <laughs> wow. My my regret is this week I've been so busy with the information overload that. Like, even very recent memories, like last week's show, have been pushed out. I understand. That was our dream trips. Our dream trips. Yes, Yes, of course. Thank you so much. Um, No, I thought that was a great episode. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I want to take some of those vacations. That's my only regret, that I I haven't been able to book a vacation. I know. I'm with you. All right. Yeah, I'm so with you. We need a vacation, Eric. Well, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Halloween costumes. We'll be right back with Don't Ask Me to Talk. Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects. It's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to the show you're listening to Don't Ask Me to Talk with Stacy Heller and Eric Ryder. Here we are. So uh, before the break, we were talking about some of the ridiculous high holidays that you can find online and celebrate. Yeah. And the not so ridiculous, like, again, Charlie's birthday. Woo, 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 woo. Um, okay. Halloween costumes. Yes. I mean, speaking of ridiculous holidays, <laughs> Halloween. But I, not uh, an official holiday, but still, you know, a cultural holiday and one that we enjoy uh, quite a bit. It is ridiculous, but that's what makes it so great. Now, are you a a spooky or or a, I should say scary or spooky as in cute Halloween person? Um, I I kind of like a combo. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't and, like the scary, scary stuff. Yeah, like for instance, I, I've been trying to watch some spookyish movies uh, to get into the whole vibe of Halloween. And uh, my go-to this last week was Shaun of the Dead, which is a, oh. a, a zombie movie, but it's also one of the funniest movies ever made. It is ridiculous. It's so great. And uh, yeah, that, that put me in the mood. Oh my gosh, that is... I. Talk about sublime to ridiculous. Um, so Halloween costumes then. Are you, uh, do you have some favorites? Do you have a philosophy about them? Like, I mean, things have changed. I'm older than you. So like back in my day, right. we had like the the plastic mask that, you know, it basically you were like suffocating yourself. Oh, I had that too. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. And I was, you know, I think Cinderella and it was, you couldn't really see and basically, it was a flimsy costume cape type thing. The mask that you basically wore on your forehead because you were trying to see. And, you know, so that was my, like, little kid costumes. Yeah, costumes uh, have improved quite a bit since we were kids, for sure. It used to be that, yeah, you had, like, a, <laughs> a plastic outfit with a picture of the uh, character that you were <laughs> attempting to dress up as or their name okay. <laughs> on, like, your your chest, like a T-shirt, basically, of, you know, that particular. So no attempt, really, to resemble the actual uh, character or person that you're dressing up as, except for the plastic mask with, you know, uh, slits for the eyes and slits for the mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and, and they've got much better since then. But oh, totally. Uh, yeah, I remember some, some doozies. But, um, you know, uh, we were kind of poor when I was a kid, so my mom would always make uh, our, all our costumes and, you know, she had some good ideas, but I, I got to say, after about five years, I said, Mom, this is the last year that I'm going as a nudist. <laughs> <laughs> the emperor's new clothes. Yes. <laughs> I know it's easy to make. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's just so cold. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. The man running down the street with his teeny weeny wagon. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, now, so speaking of that, the whole purchase versus make, uh, I I did not grow up probably as poor. However, I think my mom was a little lazy. Maybe by the time she got to me, you know, it was kind of like, yeah. So we just did a lot of homemade costumes and it makes yeah. you realize how probably wildly inappropriate some of the costumes were, you know, because <laughs> the the hobo and the bum. Right, right, yeah. And, you know, and then there was the gypsy, which I think that that's considered a derogatory term. kind of culturally insensitive yes. these days, but I don't think there was much malice uh, behind any of oh, no. these, you know, costume ideas at the time. You no, know. and, and the, the whole the gypsy one or fortune right. teller, uh, really, I think those two were synonymous. And yes. it was really about like, oh, I get to wear, especially as a young girl, like layers of clothes. And Scars I get to look like and shawls and stuff. Basically, uh, I get to look like Stevie Nicks. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that was like a really cool one. Uh, but then, you know, as I said, the whole the bum and the hobo and that kind of thing. I mean, that was just sort of lazy. Did you have the bindle on a stick? 
Uh, I didn't. Grease paint uh, for the five o'clock shadow. Uh, that was definitely done with like ash from the fireplace. I, I don't think there's ever been a uh, a kid dressed up as a lady hobo. <laughs> Strictly male hobos for the Halloween costume. I wonder costume. if that's like a hobette. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. Uh, but those were definitely go-to yeah. costumes. I wasn't terribly creative, I don't think, as a kid. But even like back in the 70s when this would have been, I think the the idea of the hobo was long gone. That those The costumes, I think, were all about, you know, like the 30s era. Yeah. Uh, riding the rails. Right. Hobos. You yes. Know. 100%. <laughs> so, it was, it was yes. definitely like boxcar children type yes. thing. Yes. yes. Uh, there was a girl that... To this day, I was like in awe of the costume that she did. She went as a Hershey kiss and so had fashioned chicken wire and then just covered the whole thing with foil. That's a good idea for a costume. And I was like, that is brilliant. I mean, so brilliant. And uh, I I believe I've seen other kids uh, in that (laughs) particular outfit. And I always thought, yeah, that's good. But hard to get through a door. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, speaking of that, so uh, one year, Grace... And share the porch with the other kids. Right, so this is a perfect... So one year, Grace, my daughter, uh, she wanted to go as a Southern Belle. And so she really wanted, like, the whole thing. And so it made me laugh because, you know, you find the costumes and most of it's, like, Scarlett O'Hara. And so she was like, Scarlett O'Hara? Who's Scarlett O'Hara? And so... Told her, but then, of course, did what any good parent would do and showed her the Carol Burnett sketch where, uh, you know, she takes the curtains out of the window with the rod left. Oh, right, right. right? And, you know, thank you. Great I, idea for a costume. Right? So that's what she did. She had the the costume that we had purchased at the party store. Mm-hmm. And then because she sews, she made curtains and she left the rod <laughs> and, like, Every so every adult got it, and every kid was like, "What the heck is this thing <laughs> that is like knocking us out of the way?" But every adult that right. saw the costume was like, "Carol Burnett that's doing genius. Scarlett yeah. O'Hara, like that's amazing!" Right. So uh, she knocked a lot of people out, but she got a lot of candy that year. Nice, right? <laughs> so, what about adults? Like as you went into your like tweens and teens? Well, well, let me ask you this. Uh, I- what? Because I, I want to get to that, but I want to on the kids' costumes. Mm-hmm. I want to know what your best kids' costume was, and your worst kids' costume that you went as. Uh, or I can answer that if you want. Yeah, time to go think. ahead. I, yeah. So my worst was again, mom, <laughs> pulling out all the stops. Yes, I'm I was a mummy, right? Good costume, poor execution. Wrapped in toilet paper. <laughs> so I TP'd our whole neighborhood here as I'm, you know, walking to <laughs> trick or treat because it didn't my costume. Rain. No, it didn't rain. <laughs> it didn't rain that night, thankfully. But I, you know, accidentally vandalized the neighborhood <laughs> by my costume just peeling away Charmin uh, <laughs> as I walked from door to door trying to collect uh, candy that year. So that's funny. 
yeah, it was it wasn't a great one, but uh, <laughs> but but it it was fun. You All know. right. So then, at least it was spooky, right? Sure, 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 <laughs> sure. It was spooky. TP mummy. Right. So then, what's your best best kids costume? I went as a like a, a high court judge one year. Uh, again, that actually give credit where it's due. My mom helped me come up with this. I think actually it was her idea, but uh, we worked together on executing it. And I had like a black cassock from being an altar boy. Um, oh. And we used a croquet mallet. Oh, so a gavel. A croquet as hammer gavel. as my gavel and made a wig um, with a paper bag and cotton balls. And I, so I was a high court judge. Uh, you know. Wow. Yeah. So, and that that was a good costume. I thought, you know, that uh, is a good yeah. costume. Was able to sentence, you know, other kids to death. So, <laughs> <laughs> for for misbehaving on Halloween. So, right. You know, that was that was always fun. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So, oh. so the highs and lows <laughs> of the uh, of the childhood costume. Uh-huh. How about you? So, I think a bad one was when I decided to go as an old lady. And so I've never been really good with makeup or any of that stuff. So I just took a whole bunch of baby powder and put it in my hair. And it did nothing to make my hair dusty. It just made me, like, sneeze most of the night. (laughs) And then trying to dress up like an old lady, it ends up just insulting people because they're like, you know, what are you? And I'm like, I'm an old lady. And I basically was dressed like everyone my mom's age. Because, you know, she's old. So it was really not great. It really didn't go very, very well at all. Uh, probably my best was at the height of, I want to say it was late 70s, early 80s. I went as Little Orphan Annie naturally with the red hair. Perfect. And I had kind of curly hair. Did you do white contacts? I I did not. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> that would have been the piece de la resistance. I, I know. Um <laughs> But that, you know, and I had a little red dress, and that one was really easy. Nice. But, you know, and I knew all the words. Sometimes, you know, the simpler it is, the better it is. Exactly. Well, and uh, if they gave away really good candy, then I got to sing, I know I'm gonna like it here. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) And my mom would be like, can she move in? (laughs) Right. I don't want to hear this all night. Can she stay with you? Exactly. You find a like a rich bald guy. You go to his door. I, <laughs> like, I please can I stay? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but basically, I could have become an orphan that night because you're right. I was, of course, busting out in song and and the whole thing. Okay, so then once you got more in control of what you could do into yes. your tween and teen years, which way did you go then? Well, for a long, long time. I didn't dress up because I I just couldn't be bothered, <laughs> and and it would always go, and it would be like the day before Halloween, and I'd be like, eh, maybe I'll do something, and then never did anything. But then, like, I finally decided that yeah, it's fun to dress up uh, for Halloween, but again, I I have a, a tough time coming up with ideas, and even tougher executing those ideas. <laughs> so. But I, I've had some good ones. I've had some good, like, um, brainstorms uh, last minute. Um, like, one of my favorite ones is uh, one year I went as Clark Kent. And, okay. yeah, you know, the alter ego to Superman. Yes. So I got a suit, and I had uh, the, the Superman shirt underneath. 
the white shirt and then I pinned the shirt so it looked like I was like pulling it open um, so you could see the S. So it was like mid-transformation oh. from Clark Kent to Superman and I had the glasses and tried to do the little S with yeah. my hair and I think I pulled it off. I got a lot of compliments on that one. That's a good one. Yeah, it was fun to do. Oh, I like that. Apparently, Halloween is a blur for me because I don't think that I dressed up a lot in my teen years as I think about it. And college, I I don't remember dressing up for that. Like, I have more memories about my kids' costumes than my own. And there's, it seems like, especially with young women, uh, there's two routes that you can take. You can take, like, sassy or you can take, like, sexy. Right. And so it's very interesting watching your kids go through um, that, you know, like instead of Alice in Wonderland, it's like Alice in Hoville. (laughs) 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 Like Annie one year wore a Disney costume and like the way that she wore it, um, you know, I posted a picture and I was like, she's a Disney star gone bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which, you know, they were starting to go bad at that point. And so that seemed like an appropriate thing. Um, but, yeah, I, like the whole sexy thing. I'm like, when did Halloween become about that? I don't know. I suppose it's just trying on another vibe for size. Yeah, there's a, definitely the adult side of Halloween and the kid side of Halloween. And I'm all for both. Um I, I at this point I don't really participate in either side of it, but uh, you know I I think whatever is you know making people happy, it's not hurting anybody. Have fun, and uh, you know I love it. Do you have any costume that you're like, oh man, like that's brilliant? I wish I had done that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there there's been plenty of those. I can't think of a particular one off the top of my head, but they all look like they spent about, you know, uh a thousand dollars and <laughs> about, you know, a month and a half working on them to get them to be so good that I go, Oh wow, I wish I'd come up with that. Um but uh yeah, it's I just don't have that kind of time and I'm not willing to put, you know, a ton of money into uh, the Halloween costume. I love watching uh, what the kids come up with. Uh, you know, Charlie one year went as a burglar and just wore all black and like a beanie cap and had a uh, pillowcase, which it was like super simple, but it was at a time when everyone was doing the really scary stuff at his age. Uh-huh. And so it was a cool throwback. Uh, Will and some of his friends. Next day on Next Door. Tiny Prowler <laughs> in the neighborhood. <laughs> Oompa Loompa <laughs> gets away. Yes. Yeah, I think he was like eight. Um, Will one year went with his friends as the uh, they went with the women's gymnastics team. And that was an interesting year. Uh, I think uh, Grace went as um, from Arrested Development, um, David Cross's character. Um, and when he was doing the whole blue man thing, and okay. so she got a bald cap and she was wearing like denim cutoff shorts and a yeah, shirt. And because he was a never nude. Because he was. In- there are dozens of us. <laughs> dozens. <laughs> Exactly. So she did that. And I love when especially young women are not worried about the vanity thing. Right. And like, you know, I'm just going to like the bald cap and the blue and the whole thing. I was like, 
this is funny. It's very funny. Yeah, Halloween, it's I I so, do love so, seeing all of it now. Yeah. So what about you though? That tell me one of your best costumes that you've done as an adult. Like or worst. Oh, <laughs> I know, Velma. From so, Scooby Doo? Yeah. So uh Grace had a red kind of bobbed wig. So anytime you see a red-haired lady on TV, you yeah. go, make a note. Right? Halloween costume. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Annie, Velma? Okay. Oh. Anybody else? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a little lazy that way. But yeah, like totally like the little bob. And then I have glasses. And then I had a peacoat. And I uh, wore a skirt and a pair of tights and uh I was Velma. The Perfect. sad thing is I had the whole outfit on and then somebody said, you look like you're dressed as Velma. So then I just went and I got the wig uh-huh. to complete the whole vibe. <laughs> you know, I love nothing more than uh, coming up with an idea and then you've got all the stuff already, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the Superman thing. Yes. <laughs> the Clark Kent thing. Uh, I I love that. You know, there's nothing better to me than a Halloween costume that you could just pull out of your closet uh, you know, not you wouldn't necessarily assemble it in that way if you're wearing these items on a regular basis. Right. <laughs> but for Halloween, you know, to not have to go to the store and not have to buy stuff. I'll tell you, one of my other favorites that I did was the uh, the Son of Man, um, the painting, you know, with the oh. by Magritte, uh, the Son of Man painting. It's a man in a bowler hat and it, there's a the apple, apple floating in front of him. Yeah, his face. Um, and, uh, so I achieved that by, I had a, a costume bowler hat that I had laying around and I also happened to have a apple, a green apple, um, that was a, uh, like a stress ball. That oh, yeah, was a yeah. promotional item that yeah. we got here <laughs> Had that laying around. So I attached that to the hat and then it was a, a gray suit, uh, and a red tie, uh, just like the painting. I love, okay, and that is like from the movie that was with Pierce Brosnan, when they all dressed up like that. Did you see that with Rene Russo? No. <gasps> when you're telling me they, they dressed up as they the They all son of dressed man? up the son of man. With the apple and everything? And uh, I don't know if they had the apple, but they were all holding a uh, briefcase, and they were all wearing the same thing, and they did this big switcheroo. It was a really good, okay, another one to add to our list of movies to watch. Okay. All right. So on that note, let's take a break and let's find out if uh, Vance for Halloween is going to go as a Reuben sandwich because really he would just need to have a tag that says, hello, my name is Reuben. Right? (laughs) See what what I did there? (laughs) All right. So we'll be right back with Vance Dinkfelder of Dinkfelder's Delicatessen. Keep listening. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. 
Interested in learning something new? Meeting someone new? Find out things that we have in common? Well, of course you are. You're a human being. So let's get intentional about it. Join me, JDK Winnikin, every week and get all of that in less than an hour. I'm a writer, a historian, a social commentator, and my show is all about you. Really, that's what it's called. This show is all about you. Get my perspectives on the week's news and hear fascinating guests whose stories will inspire and move you. My show is all about giving you something that connects us. Join me Mondays on Kixie 880 at 3 p.m. or download it as a podcast. Can't get enough of Stacy and Eric? Then be sure and check out Stacy Connects with Stacy Heller wherever you find podcasts. Stacy chats with guests about a variety of topics, hoping to make a connection through conversation. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. It's that time of the show. That's right. When we get to talk to the Lord of the Sandwich, the King of the Kanish, the dude at the deli. That's right. <laughs> it's Ben Stingfelder from Stingfelder's Delicatessen. <laughs> We're doing well, sir. How are you today? The dude, the dude at the deli. So I had a suggestion for you. Uh, today we were talking about Halloween costumes. I suggested that you could go as a Reuben sandwich, just wear a tag that says, hello, my name is Reuben. There you go. And a couple slices of bread. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, you ever see, remember the Wiener vehicle? Sauerkraut the Oscar Meyer, the, the Wiener. Yeah, Oscar Mayer. The Oscar Mayer. <laughs> you know, I've always wanted to be a hot dog costume. Oh. <laughs> and, and we're going to start selling hot dogs. Hey, that's a great idea. You know what? One year I had to go to a uh, 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 a little party <laughs> for Halloween, and it was a you know bring bring a dish kind of thing, and I made Halloweeners, uh, which hey. was like a Polish a Polish sausage with uh, pickled red cabbage. That sounds really good. It was really good, and now I see a meme going around. That purports to be Halloweeners made by Oscar Mayer, and it's hot dogs with licorice flavoring, which I guess is not a real product. But hey, I was there first. Either way, but Eric, isn't it crazy how? How many times have you like look at that? Look at they took my idea. That's right. <laughs> they totally took. I mean, I used to do that with hot dogs and like do it as pigs in a blanket and take the strips of dough and do it like a mummy. So maybe. Oh. Maybe Dinkfelders can do some pigs in a blanket for Halloween. Maybe we do black rye bread. There you go. Right? I love it. Make spider, spider rye bread, right? There you go. <laughs> so, hey, what, what are we eating? What are we, what are we eating? What are we eating? Well, I have to say, you know, brisket has been flying out the door. All wow. All of a sudden. And, yeah, our brisket's flying. And it's like something happened. Maybe the change of the season, although it has been unseasonably warm, but maybe it's oh, the season. Stacey, you're absolutely so. So we, after the holidays with Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, mm-hmm. people are now. I mean, we're, we're you know we go through you know 800 matzo balls a week. Wow. Uh, right. Whereas in the summer we'll do 400. It's it's it's, about, it's amazing how how soup really the sales of soup as the weather came. But yesterday it was eighty, and you know it's funny people still bought soup. It's crazy. I, soup you know? is just I don't know. Soup is hey, you know soup is love, right? Um, if you if you're sick, you need some. What soup to you? Uh, so I am a huge fan of soup. I I think I get that from my father. So I love like a split pea soup. 
I love uh, the. I do love the tomato soup that Nordstrom has. You can actually get it in the jars. I love a good chicken noodle. I love like a white bean or a navy bean soup. Um, yeah, I love soup. So, so um, I don't know if you know about grandma and what we do as far as when we make our matzo ball soup. We actually use kosher chicken. And, Oh. And, and that's a big deal that we, you know, that we use kosher chicken because it's, it's a lot more expensive. Yep. But I believe that the flavor that we get out of the chicken makes a difference. And we're getting ready to open up in a, in a few weeks, in about a month. You know, um, there's this thing that I want to do, chicken in a pot, right, as a meal. And where you get like a, either a quarter or maybe we can get smaller chicken so you can do a half of it's called Gedempta Chicken. And that's something that I really look forward to putting onto the menu. Um, With, you know, Gedempta Chicken means soup chicken. Okay. And and my mother used to love soup chicken. My grandmother would make make a chicken soup, and, you know, she'd take the chicken out of the soup and she'd leave it in the refrigerator. And, you know, used to eat it cold with ketchup. What? Yeah, that was my mother's thing. My mother used to eat it cold with ketchup. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but soup chicken is so good. Like when we pick the chicken, because you know that's what we do. We do it old school. We don't buy it already picked. First of all, you can't, right? Because it's kosher chicken. Right. But the uh, and if you hear noise, that's me cook, making sandwiches. I'm actually working the line today. I love that. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So um, yeah, the chicken that we pick, they save me the wings, like the wing tips. Yeah. I pick all the meat, so I have them specifically. I'm like, save me the wings, the wings and the necks, because that's what I like. Right. So I take the wings when we make chicken soup, and I fry them. <laughs> oh. And I put like the seasoning on them because it's low carb, <laughs> and we all know about low carbs, right? <laughs> so, so and the, it, they're the best, like fried wings. Even the chicken is just ridiculous. It's so good out of the soup because you're, you know, it's being cooked in the soup, and you get all the flavors from the soup and the chicken. So I want to do chicken in a pot, which is. Like this big bowl of chicken soup with a matzo ball, mm-hmm. half a chicken, and egg noodles, and maybe a crepe But we'll see, you know? But that's what I'm hoping to do and put that on the menu. That so would be said, delicious. What are we eating? We're eating soup. <laughs> Tis the season. You know, soup, soup, you know, you can never not have soup. And, and those people would say, soup's not a meal? <laughs> I can make it a meal. Oh, soup is totally. Are you kidding? With right. a crusty bread and right, right. soup. With rye bread. Oh, like, yeah. Like the, the crusts of the rye bread, and, you know, or, or a buttered Kaiser roll. Well, soup is totally <laughs> a meal. And you don't just have grandma's soup. So I, I no, happen to no, know that grandma's uh, matzo ball soup, you can actually do it with the matzo balls or without. Uh, although, Correct. why would you do it without the matzo balls? Just saying. Because you get more soup. Well, okay, that's like Diet Coke without the ice. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Which, I mean, 
I'm just saying I mean, the ice like, is part of it. Ice, so ice is everything on a coke. Right, and it's you know, have a full glass ice. But you know, you could in theory then do some grandma soup without a matzo ball and some with, because your matzo balls, by the way, are like softballs. <laughs> they are not like softballs. They're like a feather. Feather. No, I don't mean, I don't mean, like... You, mean, you just mean large. I mean, they're large. They're not that big. Okay. I've seen bigger, but, you know. Well... You know, I, made, I made huge ones, actually. It's, it's <laughs> delicious. And it's like an elixir if you're you feeling sick. Now, but that isn't the only soups that you make. No. No, it is not. No, we make, um, you know, and I've been making my tea soup for since I was a very young person. I've always liked pea, um, pea soup, and, um, you know, so we do that. We do the, the mushroom barley and cabbage soup, which is a fave, and, of course, our borscht. And the thing about our borscht is that uh, if anybody doesn't know what borscht is, it's a beet soup. Mm-hmm. And um, our borscht, in the summer, we do organic golden beets, and we serve it cold. Right? And in the winter, we do red beets and serve it warm. I, that's exciting. All right. So uh, basically, soup. Soup is the thing that soup we're eating. And well, I'm actually I'm making a brisket sandwich right now as we speak. Well, all right. But technically, that's what you're doing right now. But what we're eating is soup. And check out all the different soups that uh, Vance and the crew at Dingfelder's offers. And uh, definitely a really great gift to send somebody. Is some soup. Hey, and I got a great Halloween costume idea for you, Vance. Oh, you, go ahead. I'm listening. Superman. Hey. <laughs> oh, look at you. That is a super good idea. <laughs> so, <That's right>. <laughs> Eric, Eric, what's your favorite costume? My favorite costume? Well, I I talked about it on the show. Uh, one year I went as Clark Kent. Speaking of Superman. Oh, did you really? Yeah, and it was a fun and costume. Did you have fun with that? Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. You go. No, that's a really good one, actually. You can have a good time because people are like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Next time I'll, I'll bring the ladle, though, and I'll go as <laughs> Superman. <laughs> if you don't take that idea. Oh, my God. That's too good. There you go. Yeah, All yeah, right. That's me. Anyway, well, on that note, we're going to put a lid on this pot and (laughs) uh, have a great week. Thanks, fans. It's time to pick our topic for next week. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Let's find out what we're talking about on next week's show. All right. I'm ready. Oh, my. This one could get spicy. Oh? (laughs) But probably not. We're talking first dates. Ooh. Okay. I am very curious. Um, Oh, this is going to be kind of fun. I'm curious if I can remember that. Wow. All right. Well, and it... I mean, and is it the first date we ever had? Is it the first date with... Uh, a current partner or a former partner? I or think it's first dates in general. I Is think it it's 50 first, first dates. dates? I, I think it's first dates in general. I think it's if we can remember our first date, maybe with our significant other or just, you know, good memories. It could cover the gamut. Was it on Halloween? I mean, was there another holiday involved? I mean, and did she really want Superman and she got Clark Kent? <laughs> <laughs> Or did she really want soup, Erman? Well, there you go. 
Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. 